0: Welcome to the Farm Bits podcast.
1: Farm Bits is proudly produced by the Nebraska Extension Digital Agriculture team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska.
0: The Farm Bits podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities and the value of digital agriculture.
1: Through interviews with experts, producers and innovators from across the agriculture industry, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, Farm Bits followers, and welcome to another episode of the Farm Bits podcast. We are
0: glad to have you with us as we begin diving into the topic of precision land management.
1: On this episode, we welcome Connor Schmidt of IntelliNair, a company based out of Champaign, Illinois.
0: Connor had a unique path to the agriculture industry and to IntelliNair, which he'll tell you a little bit more about in this interview.
1: In this episode, we cover a range of topics from IntelliNair's product offering, AgMRI, to the insights that AgMRI is offering for management practice, such as fungicide applications, but the primary focus, as far as Intellinair's insights go, will be on drainage solution installation insights.
0: Farmers have seen the value of bringing this data together to improve their decision-making process and target their drainage
1: installations. So, with that background, let's go ahead and dive right into learning about Intellinair with Connor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. First off, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about my background. It's a long story. So I grew up on a farm in Illinois. Mount Plasky, Illinois, is a small town. We had row crops and we had hogs. And uh, when I was about seven, the hog market crashed. We just put a ton of money into these hog buildings and everything else. It turned out to be uh, the exact wrong time, and uh, that took us out of farming. So. My dad went into uh, some sales and things like that, and agriculture. And um, I honestly lost a lot of interest in it up to that point. It's like sure. all I wanted to do, <laughs> but kind of getting out of the actual farming, riding in the combines, everything else, and and going into school, I started to lose interest. But I caught a knack for sports, um, and ended up playing uh, football, wrestling once I got into high school, and. Uh, ended up being decent at it and decided to play football at the university of illinois which uh you know, this year we've got one win and it, it mattered. It was a big win over uh, Nebraska. So I've got to throw that in. Yeah, don't rub it and, in too much. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we, we had to make the one win count. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one hit wonder. So, anyways, yeah, uh, I, I played football there and uh, my dad was really, he's like, you got to do ag business, you got to go into AGR. And I like revolted after a semester of that, dropped the fraternity, went into a kinesiology degree. It's weightlifting, if you don't know. Basically, they teach you how to weightlift and what a heartbeat is and all that. So <laughs> sure. I didn't learn a whole lot, but I was a strength coach for two years after that under Lovey Smith at the University of Illinois. Okay. Um, and I, I hear you play football. I did. So yeah. so yeah. this will make sense here. Uh, I found out after those two years about the worst job in America. <laughs> it
1: yeah <laughs> Pl- playing at 3 a.m. mornings i imagine you had to lift after 3 the football players yeah, you get, yeah. you got to
2: pre-set it up <laughs> right, and then yep. move it all day and then you're not done till everyone else is out because you got to be there from yep when a- yep it's a mess so anyways i get out of that or actually I, I didn't i was like okay i need to be a pe teacher maybe but then you have to go get a master's and <laughs> you know i was out of options and i was kind of uh, uh, upset i didn't you know listen to my dad well uh He comes around about that time and says, you you ready to get a real job? (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I am. I I had to swallow my pride there for a bit. And and Intelinair had just started um, at the University of Illinois in Research Park. There were about 15 people at the time. It was 2017. And they brought me on as an intern. And I was really excited, actually, um, because there were a lot of large progressive and influential farmers in Illinois that had started working with them. Okay. under the, the premise that it was going to help them find their problems. You know, picking up these these insights before their problems so they have time to fix them.
0: So interesting turn of events of how you came across IntelliNair. You want to share a little bit more on the insights and y'all's product offerings within the company?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the first mistake a lot of people make when they look at our company, they think this is an imagery company. That's just a component. It's a... Uh, data analytics company or I like to say a crop intelligence company and our goal is to consume all these pieces of data across the board Whether it's weather machine data the imagery coming in and then just the agronomic intelligence from some of the agronomists we have on and and customer needs I aggregate all that brain trust and data and use computer vision and machine learning to punch out answers to remove guesswork to make people more efficient and I hear a lot about peace of mind because people are seeing their fields differently and they're getting a new, uh, a new perspective of them and, and full visibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can look at our YouTube channel. There's some customers that speak to this. Um, check it out and listen to them. What's really fascinating to me, despite all of the actions they made through the season, the one thing that these guys all come back to, it's really nice to know uh, to have all these eyes on my crop, to have all my partners and, and family and farm partners seeing the same thing all the time, having that visibility and knowing that, you know, there's nothing that's going to surprise us. And I've done everything I can to produce the best crop I am able to this year. And I can, you know, rest easy on that. And it's the collaboration, the visibility and the peace of mind with all the stressors of that growing season that really appeals to these people. Not to say they don't get a lot of money out of it, not to say they don't make a lot of decisions, but when they come out, you see this like spark in these people's eyes. This feels like when the the yield maps came out, you know, sure. and we didn't know it was going to be so big. But once we started catching on, it, it changed agriculture. And you see these guys, it's it's not just like a logical, I'm, you know, adding some bushels. It's like a, this transformative thing where it's like peace. Sure. And I think- that's what I'm most excited about delivering to our customers, a change in the way they operate their farm and a peace of mind in a stressful,
1: challenging uh, farming environment. Sure. And so the kind of this this consuming of data, bringing all this data together to form these insights is kind of embodied in the ag MRI platform right and so can, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about kind of how ag MRI works um what what's left on the back end i know you've referenced machine learning and computer vision so can you kind of explain that a little bit more for us absolutely so to
2: bring this uh down to earth and get practical with it we've got three different data sources okay. um i can tell you about the differences mm-hmm. um here in a bit but we've got satellite um and within satellite you have different levels of resolution For instance, a a Landsat, like a 10 meter, all the way down to about a 50 centimeter. We've got fixed wing aircraft, and those capture a 10 centimeter image. Mm -hmm. And we don't fly our own drones, but we love to partner with uh, drone companies and pull their data in because there's a place for that, right? Um, And and some people really need that extra level of precision or, you know, there's a gap between images. I need to get my drone up. Uh, There was a storm, things like that. So you've got these three different data sources coming in. You've got all the outlying data around it um, from the machine. What what did they plant? What did they apply from the weather? All of these things. Then what we do, we create these analytics to kind of walk with a customer through the season. So regardless of which service, we're gonna cover you from bare soil to harvest. I'm gonna focus on the fixed wing for a lot of this, and that's 13 flights. Right, so it's a weekly cadence um, in May and June, once in April, twice July, twice August, mm-hmm. once in September. So they're covered across. And then we, in our analytics, the first thing you're going to get is these emergence maps, um, which will tell your populations across all your fields. It'll also tell you where you need to replant, and it'll give you an alert if there's an area with low emergence in addition to that replant, so you can assess those areas. You move into these weeds, um, and we're able to pick up weeds, acres of weeds, densities, and weed escapes. And we'll show you a dashboard with all your fields prioritized by this weed pressure. And it really helps people. It, it helps on that bare soil too, but especially in this post-pass on uh, timing, staging of crops, when to go to which fields, um, where do I have fires and weed escapes. It helps with the efficiency. Um, and I think there's also much better weed control that comes out of that. It's difficult to quantify in bushels added but it's a great, great tool for our customers. Next comes this plant health area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So around V4, um, because we have this high resolution, we're able to give people a really good reading on their plant health. Sure. Some people like to use that in addition to that um, post pass to see if they need to add some micros or do something different on nitrogen. Um, and that'll carry all the way through to this uh, fungicide pass where they may need to add some micros based on plant health, but in addition, We have a thermal map a thermal camera on this airplane and it's spectacular at picking up disease and so it it really helps people be precise with their fungicide and i would love to build on that in just a second but to top off the suite of analytics um, you move into harvest we go into september because we can see where a crop's drying down and give people an indication of where they can start harvesting and what the logistics need to look like across their operation there In the first half of september which for a lot of our customers it's always a headache they're running around shelling corn trying to see the moisture where can they start they don't have visibility in the middle of that field they get going Mm -hmm. figure out it's not what they thought and have to move we help a lot in that area and it's one of the things i didn't realize how impactful it would be until we were delivering that um that analytic sure that all gets consumed on an iphone an ipad or on desktop um, they're all pretty similar. The iPhone people like to use out in the field. It's a little more on the fly. The desktop and the iPad are really good for digging into, uh, fields. And the last thing before I move on, mm-hmm. um, the value out of this, I, I put it into three buckets kind of to simplify, cause you can tell it's like a Swiss army knife. <laughs> There's a lot you can do. Sure. Um, one's management optimization and the way I explain that. Um, I've been told typically it's a three-year process to improve a management practice. Think of how you're doing tillage or your combine setup. Um, year one, I think I have an issue. Year two, I pay attention to what I think the issue is. Year three, I try to fix it. And then sometimes there's a fourth year. I scale that if it worked. Yeah. And in that process, if the weather changes, if the products change, et cetera, you might not get the same environment to accurately test that, so it's a it's a guess. And with AgMRI, because you had that visibility across the whole season, you have the whole story. You find your issues in one year, uh, you know what to do about them in one year, and you implement a change in one year, and you can scale it. And sure. it's streamlining people's uh, management practice advancement, so to say, and just adding bushels like exponentially in the background. Another bucket, proactive decisions i have a weed escape and go spray it i know where my replant is i'm going to shoot that over to my you know monitor and and that's going to help me save time we've seen people double replant acres per hour using that tool Mm -hmm. um things like that some nitrogen needs to go here micros i'm going to apply a fungicide that's that's that bucket like these alerts these insights before problems concept Mm -hmm. and the last bucket comes down to efficiency and the unique thing about our platform especially in terms of this fixed-wing service you're getting all of your fields flown simultaneously but in a very high quality of definition so that you maintain the ability to definitively say those are weeds this needs to replanted and uh you know that's dried down right you can't mm-hmm. you can't really do that from a satellite when you have that simultaneously and all your fields are prioritized it becomes a really good tool to decide where am i sending my equipment today what's most efficient what's the order I'm going to harvest in the order I'm going to replant in order I'm going to spray my weeds in these types of use cases come into play even down the scouting if people do a lot of scouting being more effective with that or reducing it because you have a lot of the answers already and and so I would say it just makes people a lot more efficient and those are the three big buckets of value that our customers are seeing
1: sure yeah that sounds really good and I've heard that about you know there there is a big push in the space right to kind of create these these scouting efficiency platforms. And so I think that's a huge value add, like you're talking about, because if people can just be better with their time, then they can actually be better with their management, even if they have the same amount of data, you know, mm-hmm. obviously y'all are presenting it to them in a different way, in a way that's, mm-hmm. you know, consolidated, they can make better insights from, but even if they're saving that time, they can make better management decisions because they're not having to worry about running around all over
2: the place. Yes, and it's, it's not just making the scouting more efficient. It makes it more effective for multiple reasons they're going to areas and fields that they've decided to go to beforehand with an idea of what they expect to see there and why they're going there so each trip is higher value and the insights gathered from that trip have a higher impact in addition so there's the efficiency and on top of efficiency they're unearthing more issues that are actionable on top of that you have a different perspective of your field and a lot of a lot of people I, I think looking at it just as like a scouting tool can kind of box you in.
0: Um, Just curious, what is kind of your like user profile of this? Is it more for individual growers? Is it for um, agronomists, co-ops?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's all of the above. Something that's really cool about our platform is it creates synergies. It, it's a platform that's a win-win when, when as many people want to jump in. So let's take a agronomist using this. They have all of this visibility. Of course they can do a better job with their grower, you know, getting to the problems and all of that. But what I see that's really cool, it elevates the level of conversations. So they go from solving these really, you know, year over year, over year problems that are always an issue to making those more of a, like table stakes. then because they're both looking at the same thing and have this shared visibility, the shared perspective of a field, they're able to talk about these higher level problems um, that are more pertain to the farm and the management practice and and things like that. And it's been really cool to watch an agronomist or a salesman um, instead of they're going in and talking about the product or what they saw on the scouting trip to go in and they're talking about how to make the farm better. They're talking about the farm and it kind of, it seems like those salesmen kind of come into the fold and and the grower really buys in and there's a peace of mind. And it just, it's a unique platform that allows for a lot of healthy collaboration that's mutually beneficial for everyone involved. There's a lot of value to a grower, a lot of value to a salesman, uh, to a co-op. It, it's really just been awesome to see how it ties ag together
1: when um, sure. implemented correctly. So I would say all of the above. Sure. So to kind of to kind of keep narrowing our conversation here, like one of the things that we're really wanting to talk about this fall on the podcast is precision land management. And mm-hmm. so I saw a case study on y'all's website, kind of about how one of the insights that you can help to uh, to generate is drainage decisions mm-hmm. for farmers. And you're not necessarily providing the decisions is my understanding, but the data that you provide can help farmers get to an, uh, a decision about whether or not to install a drainage solution. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about that case study and, and just kind of get that conversation started for us? Absolutely. Um, a lot goes into this.
2: So the first thing I want to say, when you think about improving drainage with, a map because you have a map. First thing you usually hear is, well, I already know I have a pond in the field. So I already know, right? So, yeah. you know, what, what value does it add if I already know? So what I'm seeing, there's a quantification component. The biggest challenge I think in capital investments and land comes down to, well, it costs X, how much is the drainage issue costing? And year over year, what's the impact of that in each given environment? And I think it gets underestimated very often. I I think it really does get underestimated. Mm -hmm. And so the very first function on these maps is to remove that guesswork, show them exactly how much damage those drainage issues are causing. Uh, across that field and allow people to quantify it, Um, how much area, how much yield. So that's that's kind of the first step. If we want to go to a second, so they say it's costing me a lot of money across all my fields. Here's say the three that are really costing me. So there's a couple different scenarios. The farmer might own that land and decide to make that investment, or it might be with the landlord. I think it's very valuable for a landlord, especially if they are not familiar with ag, to understand that field. And this has been a great tool to show them the impact of that drainage and show them how a capital investment is going to increase the value of their asset and to what extent. So it's a great tool to speak to that land owner to help them understand the contribution they're making to their asset and why they need to make that investment. And then you kind of get into the design phase. We've had some growers look at that Drainage issue and take it to a designer and rather than just putting in some pattern tile, I've seen some really cool designs where it's patterned, but then they'll create these little legs that kind of specifically target these hard to drain areas um and you know the grades and all of that and and get it really precise sure. so it can definitely help in the design of that plan yeah. and then last the improvement, which there may not be a monetary value there, but I think it matters. I think it matters to the people making the investment, rather it's the landowner or the farmer to know and have peace of mind that this plan worked or if it didn't, why? So that mistake doesn't get made again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really cool to watch a lot of our customers who have used these maps to make these really tight drainage plans and see the result the next year and see you can't even pin out after some of these improvements where those ponds were in the past. You never would have realized they were in that field. And I think that's powerful for a landowner. Let's say you have other fields that he owns that you're renting. If you need those tiled, I think it's powerful for the grower to know that his methodology worked. And if he's going to tile more fields uh, to kind of hone in on the best practices, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. So kind of from that, that standpoint and thinking about the data and interpreting that data what are some of the key factors that affect somebody who's making a, a drainage solution decision? And what are the data types that I guess in your experience have been most, um, I guess, most valuable to a grower in making that sort of decision?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to focus on the data that's valuable. Mm-hmm. So the there's a red, green, blue layer. It's what you'd see with your eye. That's the first one that's very valuable. They're able to see that field and see the saturation in the early season, um, a darker soil type or standing water and quantify that area. And then they're able to match that up later in the season um, when they might start seeing some denitrification or emergence issues a little sooner than that Mm -hmm. and start to get a tally on Mm -hmm. the impact. Um, Thermal is also very valuable because a lot of times you're seeing a big uh, temperature decrease in the soil. Um, and it's in areas where you wouldn't rest necessarily realize there's more um, moisture
1: you can't see it you, you just kind on the surface okay you can't see
2: yeah. it on the surface mm-hmm. exactly and it has a much larger impact on soil temperatures than i I even would have guessed and um, i I really think that matters because um, you know with these genetics um, a lot of them don't have the same type of uh, cold germ vigor and when people are making decisions on what to plant where and when and things like that uh, that can end up having a huge outcome as the season goes on especially as we're planting earlier especially as we're moving towards a lot more minimal or no-till type practices so you can end up with a perfect disaster if you have more moisture than you expected affecting that temperature with a mat of residue and that may end up being a field you plant early with a hybrid that doesn't handle those soil temperatures well And you can start running into issues, right? So, um, and it can also go into gauging the scope of the the area that's affected because it might be larger than you realize. Um, And then taking both those layers and kind of looking at your yield at the end of the year and getting that final number on how much it mattered and making sure you're quantifying the right zone and attributing that area correctly to drainage and not to a different issue. So, you know exactly what's causing it. It makes it really easy to discern. Is that helpful?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And I think I think the other the other part of it too. So when you're I guess working with a farmer, in order for them to kind of do that quantitative analysis with yield data, is, is yield data either coming into the into the AgMRI platform, or is it? Are you providing like maps that they can overlay with their yield data to kind of make that sort of quantification? How exactly does that that work? That process? The
2: yield data can pull directly into AgMRI through an integration with Climate or John Deere. We're hoping to expand some of those integrations as we go forward. You know, There's a lot of different sources for it. but We're very flexible on APIs. Um, and really, if someone wanted anything as a shape file, could be pulled in, mm-hmm. download on a USB, push it in. Once, uh, let, let's work with that integration for a second though. Yeah. If you integrate with the climate or deer, um, your information is gonna pull in from the cloud automatically. There's no manual component. It's about a two minute setup at the beginning of the season. Makes life very easy. Field boundaries come in, hybrids, varieties, planting populations, um, everything you, if you have tillage hooked up, speed, depth, um, chemicals, fertilizer, those sorts of things will pull in. And then at the end, your yield map, all without touching anything. You can take any of those layers and compare it or overlay it with the other data sources we're providing you, rather it be a thermal, Rather it be an emergence map, any of these things can be compared next to year as
1: applied. And it really pulls out some interesting insights. Yeah, I think that's a huge, <laughs> very important piece because really nobody needs to necessarily be doing this geospatial analysis on their own, especially as a farmer has, you know, a hundred other things to be doing at that point mm-hmm. in time than doing that analysis, so. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so uh, you mentioned, you know, bringing those inputs in to make those insights. Do y'all have a weather data aspect um, in Agamari to kind of compare you know weather patterns to make these strange decisions as
2: well mm-hmm. the weather does come into play as does topography I suppose I should have mentioned that earlier you may sure. have been looking for it uh, and, and soil data um We have a weather platform in Agamari, and um, where we think that's really important there's a lot of weather sources out there but we don't think there's anything that's really Optimize to uh, agriculture. I notice a lot of people have to look at several different platforms kind of to compare, contrast, and then they also do their mental math. Well, the wind is this and it rained that much and it's been so long and okay, maybe I'll go see if I can spray it. We'd, we would love, and, and we're working on it, creating a weather platform that pulls those farm critical pieces of information and gets closer to the answer that they would come to on their own without the mental math Um, so yeah we have weather we do use it um, in a modeling aspect with the field to help add some color to what's happening Um, but we try to focus on what's actually in the field in terms of the information we provide them so the weather may give more context to what's in the field but we like to stay away from You've got gray leaf in that field because it was hot for X state We don't like to get into that business um, because each field has a different set of uh, criteria or context, the tillage, the hybrid, the drainage, the everything that plays into what actually shows up on that field. Weather plays a role, but the ultimate source of truth is that real-time image of the field paired with what you're seeing from the data and everything that happened to create that outcome,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and when I talk about big data and aggregating to the answer, that's the concept.
1: So, what are, what are what are some of the other things about the agMRI platform that really excites you? I mean, we talked about drainage a little bit, which is just one case study. But w- what are the other areas that you're really excited about? A
2: lot of exciting things. But the one, I want to focus on right now is disease, because it is becoming a top of mind issue. Um, in Nebraska. I hear a lot of Southern rust moving in, Mm -hmm. in Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, it was tar spot and we had a huge impact in that area. Um, I'm going to explain how, then I want to apply it to what we're seeing, um, in the field, in our environment today. We have a thermal map, it picks up temperatures. When a plant is infected with a disease, the first thing that happens is an elevated temperature on that plant. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in some diseases, that temperature can happen long before there's a visual symptom. In another case, it's a bit tighter of a window. But the important thing here, the fungicides are not curative. They're preventative. You have to get them on proactively. With most imagery, uh, red, cream, blue, and NDVI, something like that, You won't see a disease until it is so bad in that field, i.e. there are so many lesions on that leaf that there's less chlorophyll for that camera to pick up. By that time, it's across the whole field, and it's probably crossed an economic threshold. When you use a thermal map, you'll see the heat move in, but you won't see a change in crop health. You won't have any way to explain it. If you go to those areas, we've seen a very, very high success rate. There's a disease that just started in that spot. And if you literally walk outside of that area with the heat, there's nothing there. So it gives you the ability to be extremely proactive. So there's a couple things. Um, Let's say it's tassel time. Yes, you can be a little more informed about which fields to spray, which ones not to. Where I see a huge impact in this environment, Um, Illinois, Indiana, especially I saw it. A lot of people sprayed their field at tassel. Let's say so you have 10 to 21 days on that mode of action. Towards the end of July, another wave of disease came in. The one that's really top of mind is tar spot because it progresses very rapidly. It'll take over a field in a week. That's exactly what happened in a lot of fields. People have already sprayed them. They weren't out checking. That's their one time for the year. Mm-hmm. And, yep. yep. It's a big investment as it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that tar spot moved in. Took over these fields and it was bizarre. Um, that first week of September, you'd be driving down the road on Monday and everything's green. On Tuesday, it's not as green, but you don't you think you're crazy. Then on Wednesday, it's all silver. <laughs> and you're like, am I imagining this? You know, you and no, it it killed the crop that fast, mm-hmm. and it had a tremendous impact. And there's a standability issue. There's years that look like there. It, sure. It's one wind event from being a disaster. Mm-hmm. We helped our customers because we saw a lot of that coming in at the end of July, and we helped a lot of people make an informed decision on a second pass of fungicide because of tar spot. Now, I imagine if this continues, if this disease issue continues to get worse, there may be a need for a two-pass fungicide system, but that's another large investment. Mm -hmm. Is this a product that can help people decide which fields need that investment and which ones don't so that they don't have to roll the dice twice? You know, roll it once, $30 everywhere. Then the second time, do I spray, do I not spray? Well, you can see tar spot have a 20 to a 50 bushel impact even after that first fungicide pass, depending on your planting date and, and you know, maturity length.
1: I so mean, GDDs you have to go and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, it can hit just wrong in that grain fill time, not to mention the standability issues. So mm-hmm. this is a really big issue. Um, I don't know how uh, hard the southern rust hit. And you know, Nebraska coming over the top, but I know that was a real issue. Sure. But but I think we're gonna see more of this, more aggressive diseases. Um, you know, in a longer time frame that we need to worry about having protection. Sure. And we can really help take some of the guesswork out.
0: So are there is there anywhere that our listeners can go to learn more about Intel and Air? If they have further questions on any social media or anything.
2: Absolutely. We actually just launched a new website agmri.com a g m r i dot com go check it out it's it's one of a kind i mean that genuinely it'll uh it takes that swiss army knife makes it very very simple it tells you how it's going to help you uh you know exactly through examples that it Mm -hmm. narrates that are from some customers that have been kind enough to share them you know Mm -hmm. for the benefit of uh of the broader audience so they can see exactly how people are using it it breaks it down it shows what analytics you know what type of decisions can be made how we create that uh analytic and decision with our product all of that makes it really simple too it's not a bunch of reading it just kind of pulls you through the flow it's a quick dive you get a really good grasp of the product Uh, it's
1: really cool agmri.com go check it out we'll send our our listeners there one question before we get to the very final question so Agmri. i'm assuming that we're kind of getting at the medical mri and how it's a diagnostic tool is that what the name is is kind of getting at there you're gonna get me on a tangent because i was just talking to a, a customer today he's an agronomist okay
2: and um he made the analogy not me i don't think he realized the play on words with the mri Uh huh. but he was saying um You know i kind of felt like a doctor this year you know (laughs) and something cool about the product um, my customers weren't just coming in because they wanted to look for a problem he's like you don't go to the doctor just because
1: you want to see something yeah Yeah, you got to go do your
2: check-ins and (laughs) everything else and there's a lot of value to having the peace of mind that hey you're healthy and he said um i'm using this product my customers are coming in maybe they just want to check out one or two fields right like oh, I got a sore throat, right? Yeah. One or two fields. And they go in and they're looking and they're like, well, what about this one over here? What about that one? And he was this expert kind of that knew how to read these maps and break them down and talk to them. And there's a few complex issues he would solve, you know, just periodically as people were coming in, there were a lot of peace of mind gain that what I'm, what we're doing is working and kind of placed himself as this advisor or this doctor. And, you know, Kind of goes on. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like an MRI. And he's like, yeah, you know what? It's like, uh, it's like, you know, before there were any MRI machines or anything else, you had all these doctors and giving, giving the best guess they could about what to do. And he's like, I feel like I'm one of the first doctors to have that MRI machine that I can actually look at this data and tell them exactly what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then it was really cool. Cause he built on it. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, someday I'm sure everyone will have that. MRI machine. And it's going to come down to who's the best doctor at reading that MRI Mm -hmm. to get you to a better answer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool. When I talked about elevating conversations at the beginning, that MRI machine in in the medical field elevated the level of conversations people are having and the types of solutions doctors could bring to these people. And that's how I feel about agriculture. So absolutely, agri is a great metaphor for our product. It goes beyond finding problems. It's it's just a new way of seeing the fields and it's going to take agriculture to another level. And that's what I'm excited about. Awesome.
1: Just, what, yeah, what, what advice do you have basically for, for any farmers out there who are looking to make better decisions using data? Like, like what, what advice would you have for them?
2: Absolutely. My advice, understand where you want technology to work for you. And then go look for the technology. Don't look for the technology, then try to figure out how to make it fix your problem. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of heartburn created in that. There's a very specific way our product's designed with a lot of customer feedback. And it has a specific set of use cases it's trying to solve. And I have a lot of uh, pride in the way we do business um, and, and serve our customers in that we listen to their their needs and use cases, and we're very honest about what we can and what we cannot fix in regards to the problems they have. So uh, I don't know if every company brings that same level of consultation when selling their technology, or if they have the depth of knowledge to really fit it. And I'm I'm sure a lot do. But my caution would be just from seeing some of the things my growers have said and the resistance I see a lot of times bringing precision technology out. Know what you want to fix um and make sure that the solution you go to find to fix that can actually meet those set of criteria
1: because technology can have a huge impact on your operation is there anything that we did not cover yet that you'd like to to speak on at all
2: i think we could have dug deeper into um the loss of nebraska to illinois um (laughs) but uh if we're running out of time, we can skip that. It it could be painful. I think
1: it might be a little bit painful for, for uh, Huskers fans right now. We're already reeling enough. I don't think we need any more of the uh, the Illini beating us this year talk. So, oh, well, it's rough now that we've lost the
2: next I don't know three or four.
1: Yeah. Well, at least you got Brett Bielema. I think he's a he's a good coach should do some good things over there in Champaign. So.
2: Yeah. We might we might turn a corner here. We'll yeah. see.
1: We'll find out. We beat the
2: Corn so <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not been that hard to do here recently. <laughs> Thank you very much to Connor Schmidt for taking the time to join us here on the Farm Bits podcast. I thought it was a really interesting interview. It was nice to hear a little bit more about Air's platform AgMRI, uh, how it's bringing data together. Uh, I thought one of the one of the interesting insights that Connor made about their product is that it's kind of elevating the conversations that um, folks have with their agronomists or you know salespeople have with their their customers um, to kind of take take the the conversation just from okay this product or that product but really how can we help you at full farm level Uh, because they do have that integrated data to see how that product is kind of fitting into the rest of their management practices Um, and I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of value to that it's creating a lot more efficiency I think in those relationships so
0: yeah that's a good point I think it's really important for the growers to be able to elevate like you said Um, I think one of my favorite parts was the fact they can include not only satellite imagery, but they have um, drone fixed swing imagery to tie into those insights and gives the growers a really good, different perspective on what their fields look like and try to get ahead on those um, management decisions. For
1: sure. Absolutely. Uh,
0: so thanks for joining us on this episode of podcast and be sure to tune in with us next week. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week.
1: We welcome your feedback, so if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes.
0: We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high-quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond.
1: The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln.
0: We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.